So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Welcome, welcome to the new and improved and regenerated Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's Jace, and but before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon page. It's uh, patreon.com slash gbspodcast. This is a way that you can support the show and make the show even better. And uh, it's not just me begging for money. You can, uh, well, it is a little bit, <laughs> but it is a way that you can... Uh, Support the show and get rewards. And there's some really great rewards on there, like even being a featured guest on the show. We also have a Facebook page that's facebook.com slash gbspodcast. This is a way you can interact with the show, ask questions, and like and share posts that we make. We add pictures there from you know, conventions to personal uh, pictures of our collections, all kinds of cool stuff that you can check out. So one more time, that's facebook.com slash gbspodcast. So let's jump into this week's episode. Now, we have a new intro, as you guys heard, which is really, really cool. And as a special little treat, starting this week, we've got a new co-host, Sean Rowland. Sean, you there? What's up? I'm here, living the dream. (laughs) So, uh... After much deliberation, I realized that Sean was by far our, you know, most requested guest. Everyone loved him. I don't know why. I really I don't. don't. Either. It's the voice, really. <laughs> and uh, I decided, you know what, the show is a lot better if there are two hosts. So welcome aboard, Sean. Ah, well, thanks. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to actually get a chance to do this more so than just to uh, be a guest every now and then. So it's awesome. Yeah, and. Um, with with you, what's interesting is that from from afar, I, someone actually said this to me at my at my real job, quote unquote. I showed them a picture of uh, of you at Dragon Con dressed as Peter Capaldi, and then I also showed them your tattoo, and they were like, "Wow, uh, he's a bigger Doctor Who fan than you are." And I took, see, yeah. <laughs> I took great offense to that. Now, I obviously, you I, you're obviously a big Whovian, and uh, you know, I, I I'm glad you're a Whovian, and I I wouldn't say you're 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 not not like a casual by any means, but I was yeah, I, I was heartbroken that, yeah. by that. <laughs> I, I, I bet really, you were. Yeah. So are you are you excited to to join the GBS team? 
Absolutely, and yeah, you know, I uh, it's it's crazy because yeah, you were just talking about the cosplay there, and you know, I posted a couple of photos on the, or yeah, I saw. you know, we did cool. up, there, up there, but I honestly didn't think I was that good, and I was I was like, man, this isn't gonna do that well, this isn't gonna be that great, and I went to that con, and everybody wanted to take photos. It mm. was insane, and what I had it was the hair and the glasses because that was my hair; it wasn't a wig. Yeah, I I'm not just blowing smoke here. You are by far the best. Peter Capaldi cosplayer I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. Yeah, it was it was insane. So I'm definitely gonna do it more. I kind of wish I hadn't cut my hair. We doing it here in the next couple weeks, but oh, and I, right. I'm I'm glad you bring that up. So for fans, uh, the GBS podcast will be at Time Lord Expo in Dayton, Ohio. That's October 13th through the 15th. Uh, we'll be recording po- the podcast live there as well as meeting with fans. So if you guys happen to be in that area, come meet with us. Me and uh, Sean will both be there, and uh, be excited to talk to you about Doctor Who, Jody, whatever you want to talk about. We'll be there um, to yeah. to share or laugh with you if if you like. And I should have about half the tattoo. Man, yeah, about half the tattoo done by that point. So. So you are you are even though your hair isn't you know exactly the same. You think you'll still do the cosplay at a uh, Time Lord Expo? I don't know. I, I might bring it with me and kind of hang it up in the closet in the hotel and kind of look no, at it. You're gonna and just be like, should I wear this today? <laughs> if I'm gonna do my Matt Smith cosplay, you're gonna do your. It's just the hair is what made Dude, it, though. You know, I don't have the hair for Matt Smith either. I also have a beard. <laughs> That's true. That you do. So if if we're standing next to each other, people will be like, "Man, that that Eleventh Doctor cosplay isn't very good." But man, the the twelfth one there, the, the guy next to him is looking really, really good. Oh, no, 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 because he doesn't wear with the hair that short. He doesn't wear that outfit. He wears a magician outfit. Oh, at the we're beginning. not going over this again. <laughs> yes, we are. Hey, uh, All right, before touch the detail, my Before man. we get into an argument here, we're gonna jump in to this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. Uh, this week's first story, Bessie. The vintage car first used by the third doctor has gone on show at the National Motor Museum at Bilyeu in Hampshire. I saw that. The car joins other exhibits in the on-screen cars exhibition alongside Mr. Bean's Mini, Del Boy's Reliant Van, James Bond's Jaguar, and Harry Potter's Ford Angelia, as well as Elvis Presley's Cadillac. Bessie made her debut in the 1970s story Doctor Who and the Silurians. She became the main form of transport for the third Doctor during his exile on Earth. At the start of Season 11, the Doctor replaced Bessie with a new creation, the Who-Mobile, owned and designed by John Pertwee himself. Yeah, so if you didn't know this, Sean, because I know you're not super familiar with uh, classic Doctor Who. I am not, unfortunately. I watched some of it, but yeah, I guess not, not there. Yeah, you're a new Whovian, uh, a Whovian of the, of the current generation. But, it's true. Uh, when the second Doctor regenerated, he was actually regenerated. He, he was forced to regenerate. He didn't want to. Uh, and the Time Lords did that to him as punishment as well as being exiled to Earth because he was always on Earth and he was helping Unit and all that other stuff. So they forced him to stay on Earth, and he didn't have his TARDIS anymore. So with the third Doctor, for a while there, the show was kind of like that classic 1970s, 
adventure show where you know there were there was kung fu because that at that time it, the the doctor actually did like kung fu and you know he was all. It was like I need to watch this. Yeah, it was like it was almost like Mission Impossible, except that, that a little bit great. more sci-fi. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you take two great things, combine them into with Doctor. Oh yes, sign me up. <laughs> Bessie was back with a third Doctor for the twentieth anniversary story, The Five Doctors, in nineteen eighty-three, before making her last main appearance alongside the Seventh Doctor in Battlefield. A final appearance came in 1993 with the Children in Need episode, Dimensions in Time. Yeah, so uh, that's another interesting tidbit. There, in 1993, you know, this was during the time period where Doctor Who was off the air. They did a um, Children in Need special that had every living Doctor in it. Um, it had uh, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, though Tom Baker only really did like a small little cameo in it. He voiced himself, and he he had gained you know significant weight, and he really didn't look like he did back in the day, so he really limited his role. But it had every living doctor up to that point, so three through seven. Uh, of course, the first and second doctor had died by this point, and yeah, Bessie was able to uh, make a little cameo in the episode then. Second story this week. Two unofficial books about the visual effects work of 20th century Doctor Who, previously only available to a mainly UK fan base and various offline avenues, have now been made available to purchase worldwide online. The books were written by Steve Camden, who worked on the show as one of K9's operators. The first, The Doctor's Affect, it was written in 1999, Chronicles how he achieved his dream as a teenager to work on the series with in-depth accounts of the recordings of Destiny of the Daleks, Nightmare of Eden, The Horns of Namon, Shada, Meglos, Full Circle, and State of Decay, plus exclusive behind-the-scenes photographs and, and comprehensive accounts of K-9's creation. The second, The Doctor's Effects, Features interviews with many of the visual effects and design legends who worked on Doctor Who throughout the classic era, covering over a hundred productions including stories such as the Daleks, the Tomb of the Cybermen, the Sea Devils, Genesis of the Daleks, Terror of the Zygons, The Awakening, and The Trial of a Time Lord. The book includes many previously unseen photographs and includes interviews with Bernard Wilkie, Jack Kine, John Freelander, Ian Scones, Matt Irvine, and Ray Cusack. So cool. I'm actually super interested to, to read those books. I actually haven't read them yet. I think uh, the special effects back in the day, you know, for looking back at it now, it's it's obviously, you know, laughable in some ways. Yeah. But if you think about how, you know, television worked back in the day, and the you know the how big the screens were some of it was in black and white you know well yeah it, it they had it i wouldn't say their job was easier i guess it was in a way but it was also harder in certain aspects because they didn't have the, the technology the, uh, they, luxury yeah. of everything had to be like practical effects. and all that sort of stuff so yeah it, that's another thing yeah. i this side note cuz obviously I'm, you and i both big Star Wars fans and uh, they were talking about why 
visual, uh, you know, why practical effects versus digital effects kind of, you know, destroys things in a way that when Lucas, um, you know, when he did the special editions of the first three Star Wars movies, he was essentially erasing the hard work yep. of, of, you know, people who spent, you know, how many countless hours, hours making those models and blowing shit up and building another one to blow it up again. Cause you didn't get it right in the first take. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, this week also marked the 10-year anniversary of the Sarah Jane Adventures, a spinoff of Doctor Who starring the late Elizabeth Sladen. Did you ever get to watch the Sarah Jane Adventures, Sean? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get to finish, you know, I didn't get to finish watching it. You know, it was cool. You need the Doctor appears here and there, but I don't know. It's just the spinoffs I haven't really been a huge fan of. So, You know, I mean, I guess, honestly, Torchwood is the really only semi-successful... Yeah, but even it Spin didn't off. go as long as Sarah Jane. Yeah, and that, well, that's what I'm saying is like, I guess you're right. Sarah Jane Adventures would go, would, I guess, have to be the most successful. Yeah, what, five five seasons? Mm-hmm, yeah. And what, Torchwood went, what, one, two? I can't two. remember. Yeah, I think it went two. <laughs> it, it's just hard to spin off Doctor Who. No, it's not. If they just if they just took Madame Vastra, Strax, and Ginny, they would go on for ten seasons. Yeah. Uh, that's true. We say that now, but uh, there's things that work in theory that I look. Don't get me wrong. I would love to watch see that show. Yeah. I just want to see them in future episodes. I, just, I mean, yeah, we just, haven't we haven't seen them since series eight. Yeah, know? I haven't seen them since he first regenerated, and then of course, you know, maybe hey, maybe Jody will come in, and maybe they'll bring someone back like K nine. <laughs> yeah, that was something on uh, episode five of GBS. Uh, Vince Wilson talked about bringing K9 uh back. That would be cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I I I'd be fine with that. Um you know, as a little I don't know if uh I'd want to see K9 back as like a companion companion like a permanent thing cuz it yeah. was again this was another thing that Vince said was the that K9 as well as like the sonic screwdriver their Deus Machinas, you know, which means that they essentially work there to they're there, you know, perfectly. Like, oh, you know, um, we can't get through this door. Oh, K9 can get us through this door. Yeah. So it kind of ruins the story in a way. It, 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 without K9, that's why certain episodes, like, you'll see the doctor go, oh, I left my screwdriver in my other jacket. Or, you know, because if he had those things, the story wouldn't exist in the way that it existed. Yeah, that's no, true. You know, like, oh, if the... If the sonic, it's like why, you know, people say, why doesn't the sonic screwdriver work on wood? And the simple answer is so that they have something to write about. Yeah, because you just use it on absolutely everything. Yeah, then it just, yeah, it's just, just a, the, you know, it's a skeleton key at that point. Like yeah. You just, you it's like, oh, we're locked in this room. No, we're not. Click. Yeah. Yeah, we can't ever be locked in anything ever. Yeah, it works on absolutely everything in the universe. Yeah. So that does it for this week's Doctor News. Listen to me, listen. I just, I just want you to think. All right, so the, for this week's fan theory, uh, no monster in new Doctor Who has gained quite as much popularity as the Weeping Angels. I love this one. This is good. After, <laughs> after initially being introduced in the Tenant Era episode Blink, 
The villains have been referenced multiple times by both the Doctor and other characters throughout the show. One such reference in the end of Time Part 2 has Time Lords covering their faces like the Weeping Angels of old. This has led to fan speculation that Weeping Angels might be the ghosts of fallen Time Lords whose constant exposure to the time vortex has left them capable of displacing people through time and feeding on the resultant lost potential. Considering that Weeping Angels are incorporeal until the moment they're seen and that they're considered one of the oldest races in the universe, this theory does hold up to a certain extent. It certainly would explain why Weeping Angels patrol graveyards and crypts so commonly in the show. That... Wow, that is really yeah. Interesting. I, I really enjoyed that one, you know, and I was reading it, you know, a while ago because that's an older one. I think that that first service probably around to what twenty fifteen or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. it was uh yeah, it was it was interesting to read, and I kind of kind of took me back when I first read it. I was like, wow, actually, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, that's kind of kind of scary if you think about it, you know, that you know, um, what if the Time Lords, what if the Doctor knows that already? You know what I mean? But. It's just like it wouldn't no, surprise me. Yeah, it's just nuts to think that that could be, you know, past time lords that you know. It's just, I don't know. It's just because it I mean, you think about um, the end of time episode, and then you know, who we've all I guess somewhat speculated to be the Doctor's mother. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I we still don't really know who that woman was. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And you haven't really seen the Doctor. I mean, really kill a weeping angel because he says you can't you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's interesting i i don't i don't know if i necessarily believe it but it, it could be as yet yeah, who it's doctor who i mean anything could be possible it, it could, <laughs> yeah that's what they could always write that in but uh that's an interesting theory i don't know if i like it more than last week's but it is an interesting theory intro or whatever so we're moving on cool all right, so Sean, with it being your first episode as a co-host, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks back, I I did a little solo episode where I answered some questions that every Doctor Who fan has asked others. Okay. So now we we've had my answers. Now I got to go through the it, meat grinder, huh? Yes. So now <laughs> it is your turn. We're going to. Uh, have a little chat and ask you some questions. There are wrong answers, oh. so there's a little bit of pressure. Okay. If I ask you who's your most favorite doctor and you say anyone you know, but Matt Smith, anything, for you. anything but Matt Smith, then I'm wrong. You fail. Okay. Do I, do I lose my spot uh, as co-host? Is this gonna be like? Is this the, one of those things where it could be my first and last at the same time? I'm not not saying that. <laughs> but yes, but, uh, my answers, yeah. Okay, but but Matt Smith is the correct answer. Uh, okay, um, so f- okay, first question. I, we've heard this before on the show, but I'll let it bears repeating. Yeah. Who's your favorite doctor? Oh uh, yeah, well yeah, like I said, you we said it before. Um, I think I'll probably one of the what, first one, second one, something like that. But yeah, uh, first episode. Yeah, it was uh, mine's my favorite one's uh, Peter Capaldi at this point. So. Peter Capaldi, why? Yeah, well, I just think I really enjoyed his his just his doctor the way you know the the doctor grew you know he started off as this kind of kind of kind of darker sided you know kind of more upfront darker side not to say Matt Smith wasn't dark at times you know neither was David Tennant you know Christopher Eccleston and all that sort of stuff they had their dark moments of course 
But just the way his doctor was portrayed, or the way he portrayed the doctor, I thought was great. Yeah, we talked about it before. We can beat it, you know, beat a dead horse. But the writing wasn't all that great, Buffett. But you know, it's we. I still think he did a great job. So he he turned out he turned into one of my favorites. Yeah, I I like Peter a lot, and I I will miss him. Um, I'm hoping because I've seen a little bit, and this this might be just him, you know, talking. There is some. There is some speculation that Peter might just be done with Doctor Who completely. Yeah, and I, I saw that too, but, you know, with someone like him that has loved Doctor Who basically his entire life, I can't see that actually happening. Yeah, I, I can't either. I mean, you know, I, I do feel for them in a way because, you know, like David Tennant and uh, Matt Smith... Chris Ferguson. I mean, every guy, every actor who's ever played the Doctor, it, it never really escapes them. Like, yeah, but most of them take it up. Like David Tennant, Matt Smith, you know, it, it doesn't bother them a bit. But yeah, Chris Ferguson, we all know that story. But well, I, you know, I would say that I can kind of see it with David Tennant now. Like, he definitely, you know, is still a fan, and he's still very nice. And he obviously did the 50th anniversary special. He's done audiobooks. He's done a bunch of stuff for Doctor Who since he's left, you know, as the as the title role. Mm-hmm. But I can tell that, like, in certain interviews over the last few years, he's – people – because that's all he – you know, that's his most ne- recognizable role. So he's well, very, sh- he's very yeah, short with it now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get that, but – you know, all three, you know, oh, I guess all four, you know, at this point. But uh, all of them, especially Tennant and, and Smith, they they came into a role where the show just, they did such a good job and the show got freaking launched, you know. So, yeah, you're going to get typecast a little bit because you, you took the show to newer heights every well, season, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the good news for David Tennant is he hasn't really been typecast. I mean, he hasn't. No, he, he um, fortunately for him, has... You know he's land, he's had a bunch of work since. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's got like, a new one coming out now, Bad Omen or whatever. Right, he's Scrooge McDuck now. He's in the new Call of mm-hmm. Duty game. He's in you know a bunch of different shows. So he's had a lot of work. And I mean, Matt Smith has had work too. I would. I, he was obviously in that Terminator movie, and then the Crown. The Crown. If you haven't seen that, watch that show. It's very very good. Good. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, okay, so we're gonna go on the flip side of it. Obviously, you being new, who you only you don't have a lot of choice, and so this is gonna hurt. Who is your least favorite doctor? My least favorite doctor. Yeah, that's a of the current era. Yeah, that's a tough one because that's all I can really have to go off of. Um, damn, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hate this. I like yeah, them all. I knew you would. Um. Oh, dude, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Okay, I'm, I gotta think. I'm just gonna think. I'm just gonna think. Uh, my least favorite. I hate to say it. But I guess it. Would, I guess it would have to be. Have to be Chris Falkelson. This had. It would have to be. Even though I thought he was phenomenal. I loved him. You know what I mean? Like I thought he was great as the Doctor. But you know, it's just. I, I can't put anybody above Tennant Smith at that point. So. Yeah, I. I mean, I, in the new era, I. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's Chris Falkelson. I thought he did a great job, but he wasn't—he wasn't nearly as dynamic as 
any of the of his successors. Yeah. Um, but I did think he did an okay job. I thought his relationship with Rose was, you know, was great. And Rose was really, I've said this before, the first season, first really two seasons of Doctor Who, it's the Rose Tyler show. It's, oh, yeah, 100% agree. It, it's, it, you know, she's really what breathes life into the show. They um, basically followed her around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is your most favorite companion? My most favorite companion, huh? Um, let's see here. I I probably would have to go with Donna. I love Donna. Yeah, I you know what she did a great job. Because I love the relationship with her and Tenet. The just and then of course the characters themselves. You know, you know Donna and the Doctor. They they had that best friend relationship, which I thought was great, rather than some sort of love thing where someone loves the other one, but the other one doesn't love them, or they're scared to say it, or whatever. You know, it was yeah. just friends. You know, yeah, I love that one. The bu- the buddy cop story, basically. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed Donna. Yeah, um, I think Catherine Tate and David Tennant's relationship, because they're friends in real life, really mm. shows on screen. Definitely, and they, and of course, they do audio. They've done audiobooks together still too, and uh, you know they still have some adventures there. So that's good stuff. Yeah, I I enjoy Donna, and um, I mean all of. Like, you know, going back to it, I wasn't, you know, the biggest fan of Martha, but I think all of Tenet's companions had their role to play. I guess they all... Yeah, absolutely. They all really, you know, added a, a depth to his character, so to speak. Yeah, well, they they were all needed it some way or another, you know, because it all, you know, com- uh, culminated. came together. At, yeah, culminated, thank you. In the end, there with the you know with Davros and all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so who's uh, your least favorite companion? Oh, that's easy, Martha Jones. Not heartbeat. <laughs> that's not even a question. Like, just that whole season. I I've told you before. There's only two bad seasons of Doctor Who, in my opinion, in terms of New Who, and that's three and eight. Yeah. Um. I mean, there there are gems hidden in both of those series. You know, uh, series three had. Blank, you know, it had, yeah, it had, um, oh my god, I can't believe the name of those episodes are escaping me, but the episode... Oh right, yeah, with, with the taco fan and stuff? Yeah, those are obviously great. Um, and then C- Series 8 has, you know, Listen and, and what have you. I thought you were going to say Clara Oswald. I, I, I knew you would. I, I knew you thought I was going to say Clara, but in terms of the companions themselves, mm-hmm. I didn't like Martha Jones, not dynamic. I thought the character was boring. I, I just I didn't enjoy it at all. Like I, I, That whole season, I was just watching going, oh my goodness. And then, of course, it had like two of the worst episodes in Doctor Who history in that season. So mm-hmm. it was just it was just atrocious. I just did not enjoy it at all. But yeah, we can talk about Clara. I don't like her either. <laughs> <laughs> if if you guys haven't already, please listen to episode five. Vince Wilson gives the absolute best tirade against Clara that I've ever heard in my life. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I I did not enjoy <laughs> we ta- Clara. We talked about it, and what he said was, uh, he was like, you know, I he was like, I'm hoping that they bring Clara back for the Christmas special. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? He was like, yeah, because, you know, we didn't see her, you know, die finally. He's like, so I'm hoping that we can watch (laughs) her die slowly in the Christmas special. 
He's like, I would. I hated her. He's like, I would like to see her be slowly and atom by atom be slowly killed and destroyed in front of the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) He literally said that. (laughs) Yeah, and off the air, I was like, man, you really don't like Clara, do you? And he's like, no. He's like, I'm. I'm," He's like, everything I said was absolutely how I feel. Uh, They took this companion. That had so much potential, and then turned her into this super secret Doctor Who S spy that just knows everything when she walks into a room. Like <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Okay, like dang it, <laughs> um, you know. So um, moving on, who or uh, who? Not who. Uh, what is your most favorite episode of Doctor Who? I know this is going to be difficult. Mm, yeah, I got to think about that one. Most favorite episode of Doctor Who. Uh. Ah, it's gonna be tough. It's um, I mean, obviously, Blink is fantastic. Uh, that's let me think. Most favorite, and then of course you got the 50th anniversary special, but I don't even want to count that one because that one's just good innately because it was Matt Smith and David Tennant. Yeah, I um, mean, <laughs> that being said though, that episode was still written very, very um, you know, it was written very well. It no, that that is fantastic, but like, it, and it could be too that it's just it was just. Stuck in my head is one of my favorites because of the way that I watched it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because you were there, we watched it in the theater, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was, you know, it was watching awesome. it in the theater. So, um, but if I if I take that one out of the equation, um, I, I would probably have to go with Blink. That that episode was just so well done. It's just it's it was amazing. Just the entire episode, you're just like, holy crap! He's talking through a, he knew what was gonna happen. He's talking through a computer that they they don't even they're not even speaking to each other. There's weeping angels. What's happening here? Yeah, <laughs> like, wibbly wobbly. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. So I'm, I'm probably gonna go with Blink. Okay. Um, least favorite episode. Oh, like I said, that's that's a tough one too because I think they're equally atrocious. Um, yeah, of course, you have the, you know, Zorbaloft. That's... Eleven Monsters, yeah. G- garbage. And then you have the one with the little girl that draws pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. one's probably my least favorite. I cannot watch that episode. I hate it so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a... I love what, Chloe. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> you know what's funny? That's what? the first episode of Doctor Who I ever watched. No, I don't know how you stuck with it then. <laughs> how I, like, I don't I, know how you made it, man. Man, yeah, it was it was on a hope and a prayer. Um, oh my gosh! I was uh, at a buddy's house, and he was watching that episode. He this was back when Doctor Who was on Netflix. So bad. Uh, sidebar. Please bring Doctor Who back to Netflix. Yeah, come on. I have Amazon Prime, but you know, uh, the less things I have to pay for, the better. Yeah, like, come on. Put classic and modern Doctor Who back on. Or at least classic. Where else are you going to see people have watched classic Clue? Who? Ain't nobody going to buy it. No offense. No, no, that's not true. Lots of people buy it. I know, Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to hopefully one day someone will listen to this and take I mean, no no one buys it. Just put it on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, anyway, I, I walked past and he was watching that episode and I was like, you know, what is this? And then we both laughed about how terrible it was. So then later on, I was like, you know what? Let me watch this first episode. Maybe all the episodes are like this. And then, you know, here we are. <laughs> so unless you have a question, I, you know, uh, you know, my very first episode, is that a question you're going to ask me here in a minute? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So like the very first episode, I remember it was you actually. You were watching Doctor Who. And this was during like Matt Smith's time on TV. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so for everyone that's like, wow, dude, and you you have tattoos and stuff, and you you started watching it during Matt Smith's time. Are you are you sure you're a Whovian? I that's promise. The power this, of Doctor Who. Yeah, bear with me for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, I walked in, and he uh, we were roommates at the time, and I, I walked in, and he was sitting there watching this show, and I was giving it all sorts of crap, and I was like, Doctor Who, whatever, man. I'm not Because everyone used to say, skip, season, skip the first season. I'm like, I'm not doing that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I walked in, and it was the uh, episode, it was a couple, I think, actually, I think I watched a couple episodes with you, and it was the, uh, the arc where you find out who River was, and I was like, what? And I was like, that's cool. So then I went back and watched all of it to that point. Yeah. I caught up in like two weeks. <laughs> he also, at the same time, fell in love with Alex Kingston. Of course, I would marry Alex Kingston right now. <laughs> You've met her twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> you're, you're planting the seeds, right? Absolutely, you know. Okay. Um. So then, uh, what is your most favorite monster slash villain? Monster slash villain. Okay. So am I doing that as two separate things or as one? Yeah, you can do it as two separate things. Okay, because, um, I mean, just villain in general would, would probably have to be the master, of course. Um, yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it just would have to be. And then, uh, enemy? Hmm. Yeah, just like monster. Yeah, let me think. I I probably have to go with the Weeping Angels. I like, I really like the Weeping Angels. They're just, they're just cleverly written in the episodes, the way they function. I mean, some of it doesn't make any sense. You know, you got the Statue of Liberty that moves... Everyone's looking at the damn thing, but you know, um, <laughs> it's just it's just cool the way those guys are written and that and you know they haven't been they've been around in lore and stuff, but you know you of course Daleks and Cybermen and all that sort of stuff, but you know the Weeping Angels are just I think they're yeah that's scary uh, as heck. That's know? Moffat's crowning achievement right there. Those yeah, it's the Weeping Angels. You know they and we, I I hate that we didn't get a single Weeping Angels Peter Capaldi episode. Actually, you know what? I'm glad I I I. I I, just one? No, I wanted to cool off on it a little bit, let it, you know, let it sit for a little while so that when it comes back, you know. It... I love them. <laughs> uh, like, what if that was a? What if that was like Jody's first like full fledged episode was with the Weeping Angels? It's possible. It is. It is. Yeah. It's very much a, a possibility. Uh, but yeah. What's your least favorite monster slash villain? My least favorite. Um... Okay, let me let me put this. Uh, uh, caveat on that. I uh, can't say the Overlord. I'm not going to say the Overlord. Like, I'm not going to say the because that's a given. Um, <laughs> but no, the uh, what was its name? Um, with the uh, the satellite uh, the satellite episode. Uh, satellite was it satellite five or whatever? Um, where the uh, the top floor was all ice, and you had that what Jaggerfest? Yeah, the whatever. Jaggerfest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, you you didn't really see the you know the enemy that much, but I just thought it was a garbage <laughs> yeah. enemy to have just floating just up there. The, you know what the, I mean? Like the just... the Sarlacc pit, except that it's in, in the ceiling. Yeah, in, in the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's a perfect analogy. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just in the ceiling instead. Yeah. So that that would probably be my least favorite. If of course, okay, second least favorite because obviously it's going to be the Zorloff. But we're just. We're just not talking about that one. Yeah. Also, the 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 little robots or whatever from the robots of Sherwood, those were kind of lame. Oh, yeah, those are kind of lame. Um, what else? I'm just talking about lame enemies and these things. You know what I mean? Uh, not really an enemy, but you know who? What's adorable? I want a little adipose. Can I have like a little adipose? Oh, 
you know, so I'm showing my girlfriend, you know, we're going through Doctor Who very slowly and I I'm cherry Naturally. I'm cherry picking episodes just to keep her interested. Uh, cuz she's just not big into sci-fi. And uh well anyway, uh you know, we watched the episode with the adipose and mm. uh she was grossed out the whole time. She was like, "Are you serious?" Like I was like, "Look how cute they are!" And she's like, "No, they're they're gross. They're they're nasty." Oh, she's like, "They're little nasty fat monsters, like, ah, and I hate them, <laughs> and I want them all to die." <laughs> I think they're adorable. Um. Wow. Okay. So next question: What crossover would you enjoy? So what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. if you can, no, you're just talking about shows in general, basically, or movies or anything. If you could mix anything. Anything with Doctor Who, what would it be? My answer was simple: Star Wars. I mean, yeah, obviously, that makes. I could have said that. Yeah. Just knowing you, um, <laughs> mine would probably have to be Doctor Who and Sherlock because I love Sherlock. So I still, I just still haven't watched it. You and you're missing out on life. Like, um, it's phenomenal. Like, it's fantastic. And unlike, we're the true fandom, because we have to wait two years to get three episodes. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it's insane. Nah. But it's fantastic. I would love to see the Doctor and Sherlock and a TARDIS arguing about how things work. Like, <laughs> it I, would just be amazing. I do have a new thing, because of the when I answered these questions, I said Star Wars. My new answer is um, Rick and Morty. <laughs> you saw that T-shirt, didn't yeah? You? It oh my god! Because <laughs> honestly, I don't you know watch if you if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, which if you aren't, what what is wrong with you? Sh- I've seen like four episodes. Watch every episode. It's just it's, I've recommended already like three different shows on this podcast so far, <laughs> but Rick and Morty would probably be at the top of the list. Because man, that's funny. It's good, and I don't know who's smarter, Rick or the Doctor, if I'm being honest. Well, if I'm being honest, well, you want to say Rick? Don't I kind of, I I think Rick might be smarter. I don't know. That's the thing. I yeah. Don't know. Um. Maybe Rick is the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. Um, <laughs> so this, I don't know why this is on here, but I'll ask you anyway. It says, "Where are you from?" Where am I from? Yeah. Uh, Smyrna, Tennessee. Born and raised. Smyrna is like right outside of Nashville, right? Yeah, so I, I mean, typically, yeah, we, I mean, most people around here would just say Nashville. We'll just say we're Nashville born and bred. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's because it's basically the same thing. It'll take over the towns around it eventually, anyways. <laughs> um, next question Your favorite regeneration? Like in terms of the scene? Yeah, like not, we're not talking about the doctor, we're talking about yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the scene itself scene itself um that's a tough one so you got since again being modern who you got yeah i got three no you got more than that or you you can this also (laughs) this also counts regenerations that missy or the master has done this counts regenerations that river song this counts the regeneration that the gallifrey general did in hellbent Mm -hmm. Which that was a side, another side note. Vince said he was like, "Why did the doctor not get in trouble for shooting the that um, time lord?" Like he's like, 
he still shot him and like he still cost the guy regeneration like at the very least that should be like a misdemeanor <laughs> and no but okay so it's the same thing for what you were talking about earlier in the podcast he they forced a regeneration upon the doctor and banished him to earth yeah but that was judiciary the doctor forced a regeneration well, he was the president at that point. So um, the president has a whole, <laughs> He made an executive decision <laughs> to force a regeneration and banish him. <laughs> oh. I was, I was, I mean, I'm the ruler, do what I say. I was going to make a Trump comment, but we're going to keep that uh, out of here. Let's keep, let's keep politics out of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can talk about that all, we can talk about that all day long. Um, but uh, so, favorite generation. So... Uh, it's not necessarily just the scene of seeing someone regenerate. It's just the favorite regeneration, right? Yeah, like just the, everything about the regeneration. So, oh man, it's a tough one. Uh, like I really like because you added so you added so many more to it. I would say the most the most influential regeneration was Matt or David Tennant to Matt Smith, uh, because like it really you know capped off David Tennant's character like he he truly did he didn't want to leave he wanted to stick around he really put some weight to it because we as Whovians tend to think of a regeneration you know as like immortality in a way yeah um you know David Tennant he um he really added weight to it you know he made it seem like it was death you know, like it really was truly death. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, he continues on. Yeah, he's still the doctor. He's have his memories and everything, but that doctor is gone forever. My favorite regeneration now that you know, now that I think about it, would probably have to be um, when uh, River regenerated into Alex Kingston, because at that point it was kind of just a mind blowing thing for everyone involved. Yeah, you know, because she, she had no idea. Yeah, Mel's into into you know River Song, and because you're like, holy shit! And then the Doctor and them are all like staring at her, like, uh, 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 because they've seen her before, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so I think that was that was really really impactful, and it kind of started that little little arc there for that for Matt Smith and whatnot. So mm-hmm. favorite master, favorite master. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, it is tough. I really want to say Missy, even though I know she changed her name, you know, to Missy or whatever. Well, that's but the, still the that's master. still the master. Yeah, still the master. I, I'd probably have to say Missy because that Michelle Gomez, gosh, she's just so good. And we I get hope to meet her bring soon. Missy back. Yeah, I know we get to meet her. Oh my goodness, I, she just was phenomenal as the master, and like it, it oh, yeah, that, every bit of it. It really, and I love the way they really rewrote that role. That you know. The especially with John Sims, like mm-hmm. if you look back at what the Master was in classic Doctor Who versus what the Master became in New Who, it's night and day. They're not even yeah, like not even you know remotely the same character, which is great. You know, I I I didn't want to see the you know archetype you know of a, what a villain should be i wanted something new and different and they, they certainly gave it to us um yeah but missy's missy's master was just so in depth and the character arc was just phenomenal yeah, I mean, it started off as the master basically mm-hmm. and then turns into at the very last moment 
trying to be someone good, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, Missy, uh, really, I, like I to, I've told you this before, I think in one of the previous episodes was that I thought, all throughout Series 10, I thought Missy had something up her sleeve. Like, I, I, I thought yeah. there was going to be something there, and she was going to swerve us, and then we were all going to be like, I knew it, you know, of course the Master would never... Yeah, typical master, yeah. But now it was she, she totally like, you know, and then, you know, I've gushed a lot before about how um you know, about that quote unquote death scene and how perfect that was, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the best way for that character to go and you know, we were talking about it a little before we started the podcast, but when we were getting everything set up, but I think, I mean, honestly, I think they, I think they could bring Missy back, and I hope they do in some shape or form. So, I mean, yeah, we saw the, we saw the Missy die, you know, the master die, you know, you, hey, you don't try to regenerate type of thing. So, yeah, maybe the Missy really is dead there, but we have all of time and space to where maybe she's run into Jody out there somewhere. Yeah, it would, it would be cool. So. Um, what historical person slash place would you want to see if you had a TARDIS? I had a TARDIS historical so person. Go back in time. Oh man. Um. I'd probably want to go see like Alvin C. York. Um, really? I think that would be really cool. Just yeah, just to see like so. Did can you really like? Did you really do this? Because like I saw movies on you, and he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, you know what? Don't forget that. But uh, it's just to to see the man in person because you know I mean, oh my goodness i did reports on this man you know he's i want you know the, one of my favorite parts of the obviously york like there's a movie based on him and it the, the funniest parts when he always does the little gobble for a turkey and like the turkey pops up and he wins the competition just by doing that by shooting the turkey or whatever and how he always he, he did this like legit in real life every time before he took a before he started shooting he lick his thumb and he you know swipe the top of his sight and then he would go and do his thing hmm. so i'd probably like to meet him or I'd probably like to go out. You know what? As much as I would like to meet him, I think who I really, really want to meet, because, you know, I told you before I wanted to name my, my son after this uh, this person, is the uh, Earp brothers. Wyatt Earp, James Earp, you know, Virgil yeah. Earp, all of them. Um, you know, Doc Holliday. I'd probably want to go out and meet all of them. I think that'd be pretty cool. Have a drink with the uh, the Earp brothers. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, which doctor slash companion would you travel with? Can I mix them up? No. I have to keep them companion the doctor? Yeah, you have to you have to stay in the doc. You can't be like uh, tenant and uh, and uh, Bill. Gotcha. You know? Um, I'd probably want to travel. I had to pick then. I would probably want to travel with Matt Smith and uh, Amy before Rory. It's a, just Amy. Yeah. So he is. Poor Before Rory. The, yeah, because well, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Rory, but it's just you know the guy dies so many times. That's just a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what answer I gave, but I I think I would tend to agree that that would be fun. I wouldn't want to travel with the doctor and like Donna, because Donna just you know would be you know too emotional rolling over us. Yeah, and not only that, just too a little too emotional, you know. I'd be like, I'd be like, yes, let's do it, let's blow this thing up, yeah, right, <laughs> you know. But I'm a villain at heart, so it's a horrible. Yeah, I should probably travel with the doctor, anyways. 
<laughs> What's your favorite quote from the show? If you can think of one. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to quote the whole thing because probably probably my most favorite quote is probably gonna be some sort of monologue. But you can, talk, uh, you can just say what monologue. Oh, the rings of Akatan speech, or that's really good. But no, I think my favorite one is the one I'm getting tattooed on me at the end of the tattoo. Is you know Matt Smith's parting monologue. You know, um, oh, we're all different people throughout our lives. Throughout our lives, as long as we remember who we used to be. Yeah, that I think that was just amazing. I love that so much. But Matt Smith has so many of those. So. Yeah, he had a lot of really good speech. So did Peter. Yeah, Peter. Like, Peter I, I loved his the one at the end there about just being kind, you know. Yeah, and then um, the 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 Zygon inversion speech that was good, um, you know. And then I I really liked Matt Smith's parting, you know, his regeneration speech. Um, looking back at it, I really also liked, you know, a lot of people complained that, you know. It was like you snapped your fingers and then it was the regeneration happened. But I, I kind of like that now looking back because, you know, it was surprising, you know, and it was like he was holding well, it back. It was, yeah, he was holding it back, you know. he It, like, it should have been done so much earlier. And, like, when it when he finally does regenerate, like, he that was basically him not being able to hold it anymore. Like, he, he couldn't have held it back a, one more second. I would like to argue it that he finally was okay with himself type of thing, you know? He drops the bow tie, he's finally okay with, you know... Yeah, but to see, that's the thing, though, is like... And it snaps into it, you know? No reason you, could, to wait. you could say that, but then watching Series 8, you would it would eh. disprove that, because throughout Series 8, he's like, am I a good man? He's, you know, he's not... But you're talking, to, you're talking about a completely different person at that point, though. Matt Smith's doctor was okay with it. He gets a completely different yeah, personality. Not a completely different person. It's a completely different yeah, a, personality. Yeah, he gets a yeah, he gets a whole different personality. So the way he thinks is going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, what's your like favorite accessory that the doctor? Accessory. Yeah. Uh, the Stetson. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we're not talking about like just clothing. I mean. Like, yeah, just really... anything in general. Um, Even K nine would count technically. Yeah, let me think. That's a tough one. Uh, or okay, I'll, you know what? Let me. Ooh, I got one. Go ahead. I'll oh, go ahead. I was I was gonna say that probably the sunglasses, man. I love the sunglasses. Me too. I, thought I, they were I don't awesome. know why anyone, you know, why people dislike the Sonic sunglasses. I thought they were they were fresh. They added to that doctor. I, I mean, they were amazing. You know, because I love how Peter Capaldi's doctor was not always using. Screwdriver. It re mm -hmm. We rarely, really saw it. I loved the glasses. I thought that was cooler. You know, he used it like a USB port type thing. You know, he was able to do all sorts of stuff with it. When he lost his vision, you know, it added a sense to that. You know, all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I'm glad that they. He still kind of uses them. They're still around. Um, you know, I, I was. I was somewhat afraid that in series ten they were gonna get rid of them completely. And I hope yeah. that they stick around with uh, with Jody. It'd be it'd be interesting. Well, if they don't, I'm still I'm still game for my uh, idea in episode. Uh, I believe it was episode one with the uh, mannequins in the background of the TARDIS with all the outfits with the glasses on Peter Capaldi's. Oh yeah, I'd be okay with that. I just want in the background just showcases like a Batman's lair of all the different mm -hmm. outfits he's worn throughout his times as the Doctor. Yeah, that, just that, as a fan service. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. You know, they they. Uh, you're gonna laugh at me. 
they somewhat did that in Power Rangers. Nice. <laughs> in the the uh, the show Power Rangers Zio. Um, hold on here, Sean. Don't don't fall asleep. <laughs> I dude, I was about to say I, I you could have your own podcast about Power Rangers and be the only one talking, and you can make it last four hours. So I could, but <laughs> I, I anyway. Um, the the first season where they change, you know, they they become new rangers with new outfits, new powers, etc. Uh, in their command center, you know, where um, where they, I guess, is their command center. I guess it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> their command center is in their command center. Yeah, and uh, anyway, they had in their background they had tubes like you know energy tubes and in Glass. Those, yeah in those. Tubes. <laughs> in those tubes were their old outfits so it was like a homage nice. to what they used to be and That's i think that would up. be cool like a, just a, a menagerie of different outfits you know um and, and then you could have like a new companion like walk by him and go so what are all these and then jody could be like oh those are people that i used to know uh yeah that man you should be a writer <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, maybe BBC, if you're listening, which I know you're not. Uh, firstly, uh, thank you for for giving me you know material to talk about once a week. Love love the show, big fan. Uh, secondly, um, if we could both have jobs, I mean, yeah, can you just hire me for small tidbits like that, like one-liners that only get brought up once, probably once a season? I'll clean the bathrooms. I, I don't even need you just. As long as I can I'll wipe, be on set. I'll wipe, I'll wipe Jody's ass. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I'll be the ass wiper. And you took it there. So, and then I got fired. And, then, and I got fired before I even started. And, I, and here we are without jobs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the record, GBS is in no way affiliated with that comment. I would, oh, I would, like, oh. <laughs> I would like the record to show that i am in jody if you're listening no, which i know you're not no. i think you're very attractive yes and in no way do we want any, to do anything w- with your bottom no i'm just making making jokes but seriously please no, don't send call me, me. <laughs> yeah please don't send <laughs> uh, um who should uh <laughs> Oh Lord! Uh, who should be the next companion? We know who should be the next companion. Yeah, anyone on Earth. We'll just give you like free reign. To pick anyone. Yeah, you can pick anyone on Earth. Anybody at all. Okay. Well, um, anybody on Earth to be the Doctor's companion. Well, it's really tough, but I might have to choose me. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh uh, my God! You would. You and I either. If I if I was an extra on the show, I would. Oh man, it'd be amazing. Um, so if you're listening, you could have us in an episode talking about Doctor Who as just in the background audio noise in one episode. But yeah, we'll just be the um, people eating in the restaurant while the Doctor saves the day or something. Exactly. Um, he doesn't even have to save me. I can be one of the ones he sacrifices. But um, let's see. Choose anyone. Uh. Let me think. Uh, I think a really cool companion would be Michael Rosenbaum. Who's that? I know you probably don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, so he was at Dragon Con. He's he's probably my favorite person to ever portray Lex Luthor. 
on oh, television. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he uh, portrayed mm-hmm. Lex Luthor in Smallville. And uh, he's the voice of Flash and the uh, anime TV show. He was the, I don't know the guy's name in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but the guy that was looks like he was made out of diamond uh, when Yondu was on that planet and ran into... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was that guy too. Um, was he? So he's, he's, yeah, that was him. Yeah. Huh. I know my I know my Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I can tell you what he ate for breakfast this morning, man. Yeah, yeah, I was watching him through his. I mean, anyways, uh, <laughs> Michael, don't sue me. You know I love you. I shook your hand. Uh, but he's funny as hell, dude. Yeah, that'd be cool. He'd be. I think he'd he'd do a really good job. So that'd be interesting to see. All right. So we have come to the end of the list. So we have now found out what kind of Whovian you are. Yes, but I would like to add one thing. Yes. Rupert Grant, if you're listening, I need you to be the doctor next. <laughs> so he's you want him to be the 14th doctor? Yes, I need this in my life. Not only on you, Ginger, but just yes. Yeah. He, um, oh. I don't know. You know, I think I think that the doctor should be forever not a Ginger. In the sense that, be, so that way that the, uh, that, that... Okay, what about this? What about this? What if we do a best of both worlds? I get Rupert Grant, but they make him bald. He's still a ginger. Yeah, but no one would know. We would know. But, but the doctor wouldn't know. Um, you know what? There are other ways of finding out. No, no, he is, <laughs> a, he, what's it called? The disease where he's bare. There's no hair anywhere. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I think Rupert Grant just needs work. I'm sure he probably would be happy to do it. He's just like, yeah, I just need a, you know, just a steady job. Well, he does movies. He does movies and TV shows. He's in a TV show right now over there. I don't know where it's called, but he's in a TV show right now. Yeah, but Doctor Who's on a whole nother level. That's true. Uh, though I, you know, a previous episode I leaked, I can't remember off the top of my head, I leaked Peter Capaldi's, not me leaking it, it but I found the leak of... Uh, Peter Capaldi's salary, and it was shocking. Like it was a lot of money, but not not as much as I thought it was gonna be. Like you know, I thought he was gonna be like, you know, a multi-millionaire, and he might be, but not because of Doctor Who. You know, if it's anything like Matt Smith, where you charge one hundred and forty dollars for an autograph, I'm sure he is. <sighs> yeah. Worth it, it? Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna pay it. So that's the thing. It's like they know I'm looking, that. I'm looking at. A, yeah, I'm looking at my Arthur Darvill, my I have Arthur Billy Darvill's Piper, autograph. my okay. Okay. Matt Smith, my Alex Kingston. Okay. <laughs> we get it. So, yeah, well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we asked you those questions. I'm glad I say we. I asked you those questions. I'm glad. Yeah, it was fun. So, before we, uh, you know, jump in our TARDISes and sail on out of here, I wanted to let you... Give us a little, you know, a little taste of what you've been working on, and what 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 has that been? Well, you know, we uh we started something there at the beginning, and it was you know the the, the Jody comments people were saying on the on the uh you know the Jody reveal, and what people are saying about her, and I think that's something it's just fun to see some of these people's reactions and comments to the uh, reveal. Even so far, as the weeks go on and months go by, and we're getting closer to the Christmas special, how so you're many talking about like talking comments about? that. People have made yeah. on on the YouTube video. Exactly, same one we've done before. The yeah. Jody. 
Exactly. So, like, um, the the first one I wanted to say, I'm, I'm going to say it in a country accent because I think it makes, sounds better this way um, with the way it's written. So, uh, it's, <laughs> okay, it's, go for yeah, it. it's, it's, this is, this is not a good idea. For the show, these ratings will go down even more. <laughs> like, it, they say idea. Like, it's I-D-E-A-R. <laughs> like, that might have been someone in jest, but I do like it. <laughs> it's funny as hell. Um, what was the, uh, well, we got some new ones on here. Um, uh, let's see here. Let's see. I like this person's. It's kind of long, but I kind of enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. uh, them getting actual, like, really, like, in-depth about it. You know, it's like, I like how people are saying, I'm not sexist about it, I, you know, but I hate the new Doctor because they are female. It's like, you haven't seen how she even portrays the character yet, and saying that the Doctor can't be female is technically sexist because you're stereotyping that the woman can't be the doctor literal definition of sex sexist relating to or characterized by prejudice stereotyping or discrimination typically against women on the basis of sex also the show is called doctor who not doctor man so i actually enjoyed that one i thought that was good um there's one go ahead no 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 wow oh man um i disagree with the rights of he female gender of he female gender. Yep. What? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, very disappointed. She no doctor of O mine. She, I don't even know what the heck that's supposed to say. <laughs> um, not my doctor. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, this one's crazy. The doctor's schlong will shrivel and fall off. It will be kept in a jar to remind him. He used to be a white male privileged scum. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. This is stupid, man. This is so dumb. What is this? BBC, go middle finger yourself. Um, BBC. No, the doctor don't be woman. Doctor who go down. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best one yet. Yeah, I think that's probably the last one that's really, really good. Um, isn't even... Isn't, isn't not even the right TARDIS? I don't know what that's supposed to say. But yeah, people are just dumb on here, man. And these are all from a day ago. Uh, yeah, so, so crazy, and like, her, you know, the, the casting announcement was made, what, three months ago? People are still... Exactly. And I hope... I just want to see. She's going to blow it out of the water. That's what I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping that she just completely, you know, like, screw it, man. Like, every doctor from now to the end of time is going to be a woman. Like, that's how good she is. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's... I think she's going to blow it out of the water, and I just kind of want to, you know, each week read a couple of these comments to see how they progress as people get closer and closer and closer to actually seeing her perform. And uh, and then, of course, because I want to see the reactions after they see her act. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, to see how much of it changes, or people just lose their fucking minds or whatever man but yeah uh, i'm excited i i hate that it's so far away um i did i do love how they're going back you know i'll end it on that how they're going back to the reg- regular schedule so it's going to be a while after this christmas special before we get another episode but it's back to being the way it should so. <sighs> yeah it's going to be tough yeah. but uh yeah I, I, I i'm glad to add a new weekly segment i'll you know what i'll come up with the name for this segment for next week's episode so it'll be like you know Something along the lines of Sean Reed's stupid comments <laughs> about <laughs> Jody Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> Sean with, what do you think of Jody today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, uh, just one more time, I want to say thanks. I'm, I'm glad to have you on board, and I am really excited for the show's future. 
Um, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, continue to bring GBS to the masses. So, uh, absolutely. It's going to be fun, man. And make sure y'all catch us at the, you know, check the Facebook page and catch us on the, uh, the TARDIS ride when we go to these conventions and whatnot. So this is Jace. And this is Sean. Signing off. Geronimo. Geronimo.